You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I hope that today's episode is encouraging for you as you try to walk with Christ. Don't forget that you are deeply and richly loved by the Lord today. Be who God created you to be while we are on mission. So today's episode um, is about prayer. And I have been challenged for the last several years from the Lord to become a person of prayer. I'm trying. I feel like I'm growing in a lot of ways, but I just want to encourage our church family to grow. I feel like I'm not there yet, but I want to be. So today we're going to talk about prayer. Uh, Most of you who are listening, you are certainly familiar by now with the fact that we as a church are a part of something we call Who's Your One? We're challenging the whole church family from now all the way through Easter to ask the Lord to grant them the name of some person that they're supposed to intercede for and to look for opportunities to share the gospel with. And so all of us are trying to do that in the power of the Lord. We're resting the strength of God But what will it look like for us to get there? I think one of the key elements will be prayer. So on the one hand, we are supposed to pray daily for that one person that the Lord gives us. But on the other hand, I think even discovering that one person requires prayer. I want the Lord to grant us those names. Um, And just a in a little bit, you'll have a 30-day prayer guide for your one person, and you honestly are going to be asked to spend 30 days praying every single day that the Lord would work in your life on behalf of this person or that the Lord would work on in this person's life. You'll be praying every day. But let's talk about prayer for just a few minutes. So right now, most of us are praying, asking the Lord to show us our one. Lord, give us that name. Lord, who do you want us to minister to in your name? And so... While we are engaged in this prayer project with the Lord, I just want us to learn from some of the teachings of Jesus about prayer. Uh, The devotion I want to share with you is going to come from Luke chapter 11. Jesus teaches several things in Luke chapter 11 about prayer, but I would like for everybody to turn their attention um, to verse 9 and following. So the first thing that Jesus teaches about prayer in this section that I want us to understand is that he will grant answers to our prayers. They're not always the answers we want, uh, but the Lord does grant answers. And so as you're praying to the Lord, asking for a name, I think that as you seek the Lord with all your heart, he will lead you to that name, to that person. So let me read verse 9 and 10 for you. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, I want you to hang on to this teaching because it is talking about answers to prayers. That's 100% true. But at the end of the passage, you're going to see that I think it's more specifically guaranteeing the answer to a particular prayer. Although God gives answers to all our prayers. I know that sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes wait. Sometimes we don't understand the answers. But I want you to understand that as Jesus is teaching uh, about prayer, the primary point is coming at the end of the teaching. So hold on. All right, we move into the second thing. So the first thing was that the Lord is going to answer the prayer. But the second thing that I want you to see is that you need to speak to God as a father who you love and trust. I think that we have the wrong idea about the character of God. 
I think a lot of us don't trust God. We think that he's trying to trick us. We, we're confident that we've made mistakes. We're confident that we're not good enough for his love or that we have to earn his love. And with our corrupted perspective, we try to shape God into our image. And we just think he's probably mad at us. He's probably trying to trick us. You know, and I just want to put a pause on that kind of thinking for the church. Listen, Christ did not come to the earth and die on a cross so that we could spend the rest of our lives working that God was trying to trick us. God has done everything to make it clear that he is coming to bring us salvation. He's not trying to make it difficult or hard. And he certainly is not trying to trick you or find some clause so that he could exempt you from the inheritance that he wants to give his sons and daughters. So when you pray, understand that you're praying to a father who very much loves you as a daughter, who very much loves you as a son. Okay, so pray to your father as you trust him. And here here is the teaching. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or, if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So I want to unpack this teaching um, in two ways. And the first way is just remember that when you pray, you are speaking to your Father who delights in you. In other words, if if earthly fathers like me, who are still broken and imperfect and selfish, and of course Jesus just comes right in, right out and says it, evil, if fathers like me on earth, imperfect fathers, want to love our children and we want to give them good things and to see them blessed, how much more will our Heavenly Father want to give good gifts? And He's not tricking us at all, right? So why do we think that we can't speak to Him more openly or more honestly? Why is it that when we come to Him, there's not full trust? And well, Anyway, so the first thing that I want to push the church family towards is to come to God as a Father who you love and trust. But the second thing is very specific. So Jesus said, you know, if, if your son asks for fish, you're not going to give him a snake. If he asks for uh, an egg, you're not going to give him a scorpion. But then when he, when he applies this to God, he's very, very specific, isn't he? He, he says, so your heavenly, father, father, your heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. In other words, listen, the one thing that God guaranteed to give was his own presence, the Holy Spirit that God would give the Holy Spirit to those who pray. And I think in chapter 11, verse 9 and following, when when Jesus taught that those who ask will receive, those who seek will find, those who knock will find the door opened, I think he is specifically guaranteeing that God is ready to give the Spirit. In other words, this is not some kind of a blank check that we can ask God for anything we want and he'll give it. Instead, this is a guarantee for King Jesus that God will give us the best thing. In fact, better than what we want. So a lot of us today are praying for a relationship or praying for a job or praying for an answer to a question or for relief or suffering or for healing. And, and God may not grant you a yes immediately to some of those things, but he is guaranteeing that he wants to give you a better thing, the Holy Spirit. And so let me ask you this. How many of us are asking God for the gift of His Holy Spirit? 
that we would be aware of his presence and his power, that he would work in and through us. Well, a lot of us are praying right now, asking God to tell us who is the one person that we're supposed to be reaching out to, praying for, and serving so that we can share the gospel with in this Who's Your One campaign. And what I clearly want to say to you is, yes, ask for that person, ask for that name, but by all means, ask for God's Spirit to move. Ask for the Lord in His Holy Spirit to grant you wisdom and vision and clarity. Ask the Spirit to bring you that name and ask God to give you strength to serve Him. So I think that prayer is the absolute key to our church being successful in this Who's Your One campaign. If our hearts are going to be changed and if our church is going to be transformed, it will be because God moved in us through prayer. But in this teaching, Jesus lets us know that the one prayer we know God wants to answer is that our good Heavenly Father delights to give us the gift of Himself, the Holy Spirit. And really, that's what we need most. So this week as you're praying, asking the Lord to show you who's your one, I want to encourage you, enjoy your time with the Lord, abide in Christ, and pray for the Holy Spirit that God would open your eyes to how present He is with you, working through you to accomplish His good purposes. Church, be faithful in your mission today. God bless you.